Welcome to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by APT Capital Group, where Kyle and Lalita talk to top experts and seasoned passive investors in the business to help provide clarity and key insights to keep you safe on your journey to financial freedom. Our goal is to help you get educated on how to create passive income for you and your family using real estate as your vehicle. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. Now, here are your hosts, Kyle and Lolita. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lolita, also joined by Kyle. Before we get started, please make sure to head over to our website, aptcapitalgroup.com, and grab our free Passive Investor's Guide. And if you're interested in learning more about what we do, you can schedule a call with Kyle on our website as well. All right, now let's get into our show. On today's show, we have Bronson Hill joining us. Welcome, Bronson. How's it going? It's going well. Thanks so much, Lolita. Excited to be with you and Kyle today and talk about my favorite topic, uh, passive multifamily investing. Great. Well, we're excited too. So before we head into the interview, here's a little bit about Bronson. Through his equity investment company, Bronson Equity, Bronson is currently a general partner in over 800 multifamily units worth over $60 million and has raised $15 million for real estate deals. He is the host of a large multifamily meetup in Pasadena, California called Phoebe Pasadena Multifamily, and he is also the author of The Single Best Investment Strategy During or After a Pandemic and is a regular contributor to Bigger Pockets, YouTube, and other platforms. Love the title of your book, and today's focus will surely be around that single best strategy. But first, can you go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do? Sure, absolutely. So I, um, I basically come from uh, the medical field. I used to, I was a consultant. I still do a little bit of consulting in the medical field, and I was I've been around a lot of doctors and high paid professionals that basically uh, made you know lots of money and and did all kinds of stuff you know to to create money. But they just you know, when I started talking to them, I realized their investments were just not great investments. And so we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, initially, when I first started out, I thought you know I'm going to become financially free through real estate. And I thought it was going to be through single family investing. So I ended up getting three or four uh, houses, started renting them out. And they were in other states. And I realized that it was just a ton of work. It was a lot of work to do it. And I think so many people just think, you know, that's kind of going to be their path. And so my path was was very similar. And then I had a kind of a chance encounter with a cousin who's a little more of a distant relative. And and I said, my goal is to get 30 of these houses in Cleveland and rent them out and retire with passive income, right? You know, and then he said, well, that sounds like an interesting idea. It sounds like a lot of work, though. And he said, why don't you do multifamily? And I said, well, I'd love to, but I don't have the money. And he said, well, you can raise the money. So that kind of put me on a journey where I ended up just, you know, reading everything I could on multifamily, started getting involved, started analyzing deals, started looking, hunting for deals, realized with my sales background, really a good fit for me was really working with investors, uh, being on the educational side, just kind of teaching people about multifamily investing, because most people are taught uh, conservative investments and traditional investments are stocks and bonds, which these are, in my opinion, some of the more risky investments, particularly the stock market, uh, Whereas you get into, you know, multifamily investing or other types of real estate and you just see such a stable cash flow and appreciation. I know you guys are in the same field as well. So to me, I basically, um, you know, started raising money for, for real estate deals, started getting involved in the general partner side and basically raised about 15 million for real estate and recently launched my own company called Bronson Equity. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I started very similarly, right? I had 10 single family homes all in the Midwest and I was like, hold on a second. 
I need a hundred of these actually um, to get to the point where I need. And I'm going to be 80, maybe dead by the time I get there, right? It's just very tough to scale. And so um, I love that you found multifamily. That's kind of what got us into multifamily is just looking for a separate asset class that has more scale, has more flexibility, actually allows for more creative process as well. So love that you went through that process. Yeah, it's interesting. I've actually had calls um, with over a thousand individual investors, just one-on-one phone calls. And I've just learned a lot about people that are interested in real estate. And it's very similar. A lot of people, they go on a journey where they think, I'm going to have a house or I'm going to have five houses. They're like, you have 10. I mean, that's a lot. Some people I talked to had 20, but it basically becomes another job. So they want to leave their job. And particularly somebody who's a high-paid professional, we have some doctors we know that make literally over a million dollars a year and they have a money problem, right? The money problem is I have too much money and I don't know where to put it. And the best use of my time is probably not answering calls about properties or, you know, toilets, tenants or trash, even if you have a property manager. And so it is a different paradigm, but it's the idea of team where you look beyond what you're able to do and look at kind of finding reputable teams and kind of helping them uh, help you grow your, your passive income. Yep. Talk more about why it's important for busy professionals to consider passively investing in multifamily versus other asset classes. Yeah, so uh, multifamily, I think, is the most compelling of uh, of pass of any sort of passive investing that there is. I think personally, and I think the reason why, and uh, you know, when I've had these conversations with busy professionals over a thousand phone calls, the three things really came up as being very important to this group of people. The first thing I mentioned before is time. Time is very, very valuable. A lot of people make hundreds or even thousands. I mean, a lot per hour. The hourly rate is very, very high. And so, when you have something, you're actually able to scale. You're able to passively invest. You know, as a, as an investor, you're basically vetting a deal and you're vetting the property uh, sponsor. And when you do that, it basically allows you to actually scale your investments. So you can invest in one deal. You can basically, the goal is to about, uh, you know, over five to seven years, about double the money. There's different types of deals. But that's a pretty common multifamily projection that we see. And um, so so one thing is obviously time. Uh, another thing really is, you know, like I mentioned, the scalability, being able to know that you can actually have this other bucket. You know, a lot of people think, hey, if I want to make more money, I've got to work more. Or I've got to keep this thing going. And a lot of people that make a lot of money, such as a professional, their their time is, I mean, you, you have to go to work to make that money. So if you don't go to work, the money stops coming in. And there really isn't a lot of times another way to know that you're going to get a pretty consistent double-digit return. So if a professional develops this confidence by investing a small amount, maybe 50000 into a deal somewhere, and they realize, man, I know I can get you know, 10 15 20% per year in a multifamily deal, it's just this huge confidence booster because then it allows people to say, I can actually start to get some of my time back. Maybe I can actually retire when I want to. Maybe I can go part-time. Maybe I can actually, again, have this other bucket that's just growing my money over here versus what I'm doing actively. So those are kind of a couple things. Another reason really is the tax benefits, which are really profound. I mean, we usually uh, there's some depreciation that happens when people invest in real estate, particularly in multifamily. There's something called cost segregation, which allows you to accelerate a lot of the depreciation. So what it really allows for is writing off some or all of the money that is invested and either at the very least is deferred until the property is sold. And so there's some really um, kind of amazing benefits that really help people to maximize uh, you know, their use of time as well as growing their income without taking more of their time as well as the tax benefits. Yep. What would you say to someone that, you know, that is invested in the stock market? You mentioned some of the benefits of passively investing in syndications, but the stock market has done really well over the last 12 months, right? So I actually talked to a lot of our investors and they're like, hey, I'm putting my money in the stock market because I'm killing it right now. I know my answer, but what would your answer be to that? 
Yeah. So basically, it, it, it's a good point. A lot of people think, uh, well, the stock market's hot, so I got to get into you know the stock market. And uh, I, I'm not anti-stock market. I think in general, there's there is a time to invest in certain stocks or in the stock market in general. And if you look at really successful such successful investors such as Warren Buffett, they do a lot of stock investing. And so I think there there is a case for that. I think right now, you know, there's something that we look at when we look at uh, a company that's publicly traded and it's sold as a stock share. Uh, it's important to look when you're buying one share as if you were buying a piece of that company. And so if you look at how much value you're getting out of it, there's something called the price earnings ratio. And if you search, if the listener wants to figure out, you can just search the PE ratio and you can look historically and we're somewhere, I believe around a 32 PE, which means for every $32 I pay for a ownership of a business, it's $1 of earnings. Now, historically, that's more like 14 or 15. So it's, it's, it's very, very high when it comes to historical standards. And like I mentioned, Warren Buffett, he has a saying, and he says, it's important that when investing, you're fearful when others are greedy, and you're greedy when others are fearful. So when things are at all-time highs, like they are in the stock market, and there's things there, I think it's very important to be like, you know, there's actually much more downside risk than there is upside risk. So I'm not saying people should not be in the stock market or have some money there. I think it's it's okay. But the challenge is, you know, you, you really don't have control. And it's, it's if the stock market has crashed multiple times over the last 20 years, and it's it's gone down 40 or 50%. To me, that feels very, very risky. And uh, I think, you know, the first goal of investing should just be to not lose money, as Warren Buffett also says. Yep, exactly. All right. So why do you like multifamily syndication so much? I mean, when you talk about multifamily investing, it could be a five unit, a 10 unit, something that you can take down by yourself and grow your portfolio that way. Why syndication? Again, I think really the biggest reason is that it comes down to scale. Because if I start buying a duplex or I buy a 10 unit or a five unit or I get some friends and family, it just, at the end of the day, and I have friends that do this. I know some friends that own an eight unit or they own a six unit and they're, they're still working, they're doing other things. And the thought of buying another four unit or another six unit or another eight unit is overwhelming. And so that's a question too. If anybody listening is thinking, man, I would love to do more real estate, but I'm just too busy. And the thought of actually doing this myself seems like a lot. So syndication, again, it allows for, it's more of a team sport. So whether somebody is active and they're saying, hey, I can raise money and be a, a capital partner in this site, or hey, I can find a deal, or I really feel like I can help operate. It really allows people to kind of segment what they're doing on the active side. And of course, for busy people, anybody who's a professional or a business owner or a retiree, that says, hey, I, I really want more time. I don't want to be doing all this. Some people really love it. But even then, it's like, what is the whole point of this? It's not because we just love real estate for the sake of real estate. It's we love what it provides or we love the financial freedom and the time freedom that it actually provides. And so it actually allows people to uh, invest passively through syndication. And so for those, I'm, I'm sure you probably talk a lot about syndication on your podcast, but it, really simple for, for listeners. It's just, you know, we, we pool money together, 50 or 100,000 from different investors. We go buy a multi-million dollar building. And then basically we have a split between the general partners operating the deal and uh, the limited partners. So that's kind of how that that's set up. How do you get passive investors to kind of trust you? You know, especially now in today's day and age, it's been really difficult to meet people face to face over the last 12 months. So, you know, how do you establish that trust? And then how does a investor do their due diligence on, on someone like you or, or a sponsor in general? 
Yeah, we actually just had a, a webinar last night about this topic. We had a, a four different sponsors, three different sponsors on there. We were talking through this this uh, this issue, and really, I think it, it is the most important thing when it comes to you know your investments and how they perform. It's really who you invest with, and so uh, you know, there's different people have different lists on it. The biggest thing that came up, and I would agree with this, is really the first question we ask whenever we're looking to invest with anybody is, "Can I trust you? You know, is this person honest? Are they going to be somebody who is who they say they they are?" And so reputation is huge, right? So getting an online and finding out how people review what they say about this person, listen to them on podcasts, all that kind of stuff is really important. And the second question is, is can you help me? You know, is this, does this person have the competence and the, the type of structure and the focus that really is be something that can really help me? So I think those are a couple of big things. I mean, obviously there's things such as conservative underwriting. I mean, I'd, I'd personally much rather go for a deal that is a 14 or 15% average annual return that's conservatively underwritten, that's not assuming huge rent growth for the next five years every single year, than something that's 22% rent growth. And I'm sure you see it as well, Kyle. You see stuff come in where it's like, man, this is just... But I'd rather be on the side where I under-promise and over-deliver rather than be like, oh, you know, we we you know, we, we, we projected 22%, but we only hit 16 or 17. You know, I'd rather be at the, well, let's do 14 or 15% and, and try to really, uh, you know, do better than that. So I think there are signs of people that are... Uh, very reputable there you know some of them have uh, you know a ton of experience and other ones it's you know really if you ask the question hey tell me something that went wrong in a deal tell me about a mistake and something that you did that you know didn't go well a lot of times the answer to that question will tell you how they'll communicate when things don't go well in the deal that you're in because as you know as an operator things go uh not according to plan they go better than expected in certain areas (laughs) they go worse than expected exactly you know the the you know there's a plumbing issue you didn't know was going to happen there's a gas thing there's a fire and a bit like all this stuff happens it how a sponsor communicates on this stuff is just so, so, so important. So I think that's helpful. And you can actually talk to prior investors. You can say, hey, give me the name of a couple other investors I can speak with. So it just depends how deep you want to go in it. But um, you know, there's a lot of things people can do to try to learn you know, really about how, what it would be like to work with that sponsor. Yeah, I mean, we even had investors ask if they can do a background check on us. And for us, we don't mind that. Um, it, some people may say it's invasive, but you know, look, they're trusting you with 50, 100 and sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars. So you should definitely vet your sponsor and, and ask all the questions up front because once you've invested your money, that's a little too late to start asking questions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it, once you, once you send the money, you're kind of, you're in the deal and you're kind of, you're partnering for the next five to seven years. And so it's, it's good to ask those questions and do all that work on the ahead of time. So passive investing, I mean, they say it, there is kind of a myth to it, right? That, you know, there's really no such thing as actual passive investing because, uh, you know, we, we should be active in, you know, to a, to a high level of, Hey, this is, you know, going into this deal. I know what to expect and who the sponsor is. I know what the deal is about. And in that case, it, it allows you to really kind of have the eyes wide open approach going in of knowing really what you're going to expect. Yeah. What are some creative things that you do from your end to continue to build trust with your investors? So, yeah, I I think the biggest thing that for me, because I've thought a lot about this in starting my own platform recently, but basically, you know, guys and and individuals that I have gotten a lot of value from, it's basically, uh, or I've had a high level of trust. It's really been from them adding value. So maybe they wrote a book, maybe they have a podcast, like what you guys are doing, where you're adding value just constantly. You're just giving as much as you can to people. And uh, through the process of that, I've, I've realized I've come up to people almost like, like I knew them because I spent all this time with them on podcasts, right? And I heard them talk about all these different things. I feel like I really knew them. And then when I got in person, I remember one time they were a little bit taken back. 
back, like, who is this guy kind of thing? You know, like, <laughs> but, but what the person had done is they'd done a very effective job of allowing me to spend hours and hours and hours with them and get to know them. And I got to know, Hey, this, this guy's the real deal. There's nothing. He's not trying to fake it. He's just really out there trying to add value. And I think people really can sense when it's just somebody trying to, you know, build their empire and get rich, or if it's something that, hey, they're really just trying to add value and they know that, hey, if we can be win-win, if we can help our investors win, and in the process, we will also win, that's going to be a great partnership. So I think just really that comes across when people talk, when they share, when they kind of the why they do what they do, even if they don't say it, I think those things are very apparent. So I think that's something for me that I really try to do is just say, hey, you know, I, I don't put my name on things that I don't believe in. I, I really, when I'm looking at partners, operating partners to work with, I'm very selective. I'm very picky. And I, I just think those things are are very, very important. But I do think adding content, adding value continually in any way you can, I think is very helpful. Yep. Love it. What are the best ways for passive investors or just people in general, busy professionals to find these syndication deals? Because they're not as mainstream as they're, they are becoming that way, I think a little bit more, but it's just not like you said earlier, it's not your mutual funds, it's not your 401ks, it's not your stock market. So it's, I do think it's difficult for people who don't know about this asset class to actually find it. How do they go about doing that? Yeah, so there's several ways to find out. I think um, it's a question a lot of people ask, and they're like, "Well, why am I not hearing about this stuff? And what's going on?" And the real, you know, the biggest thing, uh, depending on where you live, obviously, you know, you and I, at least for a little while, are still in, in California. Um, but basically, you know, California is still not really doing any sort of meetups at this time, so that's difficult. But places like Texas are. So uh, if you can get to an in-person meetup, you meet different sponsors, you meet other passive investors. Sometimes other passive investors will let you know about it. Sometimes you can just Google, "Hey, uh, multifamily." syndication and podcasts are a great way because you'll get basically an opportunity to get introduced to new individuals that you're like hey man when they share i really feel like i resonated with them and they seem like a straight shooter and let's go on and check them out and i think you know there are a lot of deals out there but i do think an in-person networking event is really helpful and there is opportunity these days i mean i've actually i uh, was at one last month and i'm going to one next week and you know that they're happening now so there are kind of you know two-day conference type of events that are going on where you know it's it's syndicators it's passive investors and i think that's a great way for somebody who's a passive to learn more is to go to a conference and just start meeting people yeah as things open up it's it's one of the things i'm looking forward to the most is actually getting back to the networking it's it's a piece that when we first started i was you know, an introvert, and I didn't really love the networking piece. And now I become kind of addicted to it. And over the last year, you know, you're barely seeing anyone in person. So I really can't wait to get in front of people, you know, and and just be around people face to face talking about the business. Yeah, yeah, me too, man. I'm and I'm I'm on the other end. I'm I'm very extroverted, so I've been like dying here. Being in California, <laughs> it's like you leave your house, they're going to send the dogs after you, or something terrible is going to happen to you. But no, it's I have to, you know, quietly get on a plane, and and I don't know if I'm breaking r rules to do it, but I, I I try to you know try to get out and do as much networking as I can because it's it's important, you know, both for my own soul as well as as well as just really meeting people that are interested in doing deals, interested in networking, and it's it's really how we grow. You know, there's two things, right? One is education, like a podcast like this. And the second thing is networking. It's really getting out, learning, you know, meeting new people that can kind of get you to that next level, whether you're a passive or you're active. It's just it, that relationship can really be powerful. Yeah, absolutely. When did you decide to start Bronson Equity? Like, how did that come about? Because, you know, going, uh, building a team and joining a team are, are two different things here. And, and now you're kind of building your own company. So how did that all come about? And how's it going? Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, so I, for a couple of years, I was working, I had some partners, we were working together. 
we were able to grow um, the business a lot. Like I mentioned, you know, we did about fifty million in real estate together, raised uh, you know fifteen million dollars. So that was just a great experience. And then it came down to it where I just you know there's sometimes there's a natural transition where they decided to or we kind of all decided to say hey let's let's just hire somebody uh, internally as more of an investor relations person. And that's really where I shine. That's really what I was doing was having calls and connecting with people and creating educational content. And so it just felt very natural to uh, you know start my own. And so uh, I am a passive investor. Uh, even before really I was active, I was kind of active and passive. And then the last you know several years, I've gotten much more in the multifamily space. But I, I really partner with very experienced operators. I have just you know two or three that I work with that I, that I invest my own money in, and then I have my group of investors that will join me as well. But yeah, it's it's going great. I mean, I've got different content I produce. I'm working on starting my own podcast, like you guys, and uh, potentially start you know writing a book. And just there's a lot of things that I want to do. But uh, it's it's been great. It's been going really well. Very awesome. All right, Lolita is going to take us into our final four questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, Bronson, here we go. What is the one tool you use in real estate investing that you could not do without? So I was thinking about this. There are a number of things. I love our investor portal, which is a good one. It basically just allows for investors to kind of go on there and get any information that they need. A couple of other things are very simple. I just I love some of the Google products like Google Sheets and um, is there shareable Google Maps? You can do kind of a walking street view of an area. And then there's a uh, website called city-data.com. And that website allows you to really check out uh, income, unemployment, and crime and some other stats about areas. So I really find that helpful. Can you tell us a story about one of your biggest mistakes in real estate investing so far and the main takeaway for our listeners? Yeah. Well, I've, how much time do you have? No, I'm um, <laughs> I've, I've got um, one that comes to mind. Actually, we apply it to our multifamily now. But when I was doing single family, I had a guy who was a contractor come out and do some repairs. And he kind of gave a quote and whatever. But we didn't really have any. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz, and we'll start the conversation. sort of contract in place. It was kind of just a quote. And then every time I talked to him, it was like the quote, you know, it kept going higher. I've gotten more and more work, it kept going higher and higher and higher. And so at the end, it was like almost like 50% higher than where we started. And so what I finally started doing, at least on my single families, was basically putting everybody on a contract. And even there's something called a performance contract that's based on, you know, if you get it done in this period of time, we will, you know, pay you this much. And if it takes longer, we're going to reduce it by this much per day. So there's kind of two parts of that one is obviously just making sure you have an agreement on the work that's going to be done as well as you know even giving performance incentives because you know especially on a value add deal you get stuff done in 30 days versus you get it done in six months that has a huge impact Mm -hmm. on the way that property performs great advice what is it that you need to do now to grow your life to the next level grow my life to the next level i think um you know, for me personally, I mean, just continuing to network with people, continue to find the right deals. We're we're in the process. We're looking at a really exciting deal right now. I think we're going to end, end up doing it, which is which is great. So I, I just I love doing deals. I love working with investors and really talking about passive incomes. I just think it's it's such a powerful you know life changing thing. And so 
for me personally, that's part of it. But I think the second thing is just for people listening is a lot of people get stuck in analysis paralysis where they'll think, oh, I know I should do a deal. I want to do a deal, but they don't really know how to get started. And so I think the biggest thing is to really, you know, look at five deals and then just choose one to invest with. Just say, I'm going to invest with this. And in the process of that, it'll probably turn out just fine. And uh, you're going to learn a ton while you do it. So I think really the biggest thing for individuals as well as myself is just continuing to take action. Take, take, I take that forward action. Perfect. And finally, where can our listeners find out more about you? Yeah. So you can uh, check out, I have this uh, free report. You guys were mentioning it. It's called the single best investing strategy during and after a pandemic. It's about 22 pages. You can download it at bronsonequity.com or you can shoot me an email at bronson at bronsonequity.com. I love connecting with passive investors or active uh, or anybody who just wants to talk about real estate. Fantastic. Bronson, thanks so much for sharing your journey and expertise with us and for being on our show. Hey, Lolita and Kyle, this is really great. Thanks so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Bronson. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate group on Facebook so you can connect with Kyle and Lolita and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, head on over to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Kyle and Lolita, sign up on the Contact Us page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode.